Welcome to Janet Today, Janet Tomorrow, Janet Forever, the Janet Jackson podcast where two cousins discuss all things Janet Jackson. We are so excited to talk today with our very special guest, Deonis Cook, artist, producer, background vocalist extraordinaire who's worked with Jill Scott, Tyrese, Kirk Franklin, Music Soul Child, and of course, our very own Janet Jackson. My name is Courtney, and I'm here with my cousin. Cousin Cam. Hey, Deonis. Hey. Thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. Glad to be here, guys. We're big fans of yours. We follow you on IG, and we love how you give music lovers backstage pass into your creation process. Can you tell us how you got your start in the industry? Man, um, so I, I'm going to take y'all back to like 97. Um, I got my start um, singing with a group by the name of God's Property. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to sing this song called Stomp that kind of went big, you know, yeah, all over the nation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they went, they, I think they went multi-platinum, but I don't know if anybody's ever heard of them. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's how I got my start. Um, um, from there, uh, I started getting a lot of notice from other artists such as Kim Burrell. Like, I mainly started in gospel. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I've been on an uh, album with Marvin Sapp and, you know, uh, Tamla Mann, Kirk Franklin, of course. Mm-hmm. And from there, it just kind of catapulted into uh, R&B with uh, Ty Tribbett's brother. Um, his name is Thaddeus, who time Jill Scott's MD. And like we, we met like years before, but we never like connected on anything. So it just became a, a time when Spot was available and called me up. It was just like, bro, I've been wanting to work with you. So I want to kind of bring you in on this Jill Scott thing. And so history, uh, been in R&B ever since. I mean, I'll go back and forth between that and gospel. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty much the Deanna story. It's really not much to it. Yeah, <laughs> no, that sounds like a lot there to it. Um, I want to know, like, I'm always interested in people's kind of like first memories. Like, what's the first music that you recall really loving as a kid? Hmm, good question. Um, well, of course, I was born in the 80s. So mm-hmm. I, my dad used to have like tons and tons of records and all of his records were like, you know, uh, and Fire, Confunction, and, mm-hmm. you know, all of those. So like, at the time, I didn't realize, you know, what it was. All I thought was, yo, I'm sick of listening to this. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you put on something as a kid, if you say stuff like that, you get slapped. So, right, right. <laughs> Um, but eventually, you know, those types of, those types of sounds and those groups kind of grew on me and it ended up playing a significant role into my sound. And, you know, um, but I guess to, you know, answer your question, I guess it would be those types of groups that actually kind of got me started into, you know, uh, music the way that I do. And then for some reason I was attracted to Prince's musicality as a child. It was just good. (laughs) You know, it was Prince. So, yeah, there we go. Prince and those cats that I, that I told you. <laughs> you know what? I love the fact that you brought up about your dad playing music because I remember growing up and my dad on Fridays would play his records. And I just wonder how long was it going to be before Isaac Hayes got to Arizona? Because that has to be <laughs> one of the longest songs, bro. So I feel you. You, you a soul, baby. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it was one other record in particular the the uh the JBs that we were that my dad was playing in the car James Brand and it was a song called Funky Good Time oh, and yeah. listening to that 
I was just, I was like, yo, what? <laughs> what am I listening to at seven? Like, what am I listening to? So, you know, like I've, I've had so many influences. They've been because of funk or soul or, you know, I mean, of course, I like your abstract type, you know, music and stuff like that. But those are like my foundation, you know, why I am who I am myself. Yeah, it definitely. I can definitely hear those influences in in the music that you share with us on IG. So you, you may have started off not a fan, but it's in your soul now. It's in me. <laughs> it's in me. Couldn't take it out. How old were you when you discovered you could sing? Um, I, I guess around junior high. Um, so I had to about maybe thirteen. Okay. Twelve, twelve, thirteen. I had always knew, but I didn't really care for it as much because, you know, I was in the sports. So, you know, I was playing football, basketball, track, all that. And it wasn't until I was walking in the hallway and I noticed, yo, I can get girls with singing. <laughs> so I started taking my craft seriously to get women <laughs> at, right. as a teenager. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm glad that worked out for you. Oh, uh, yeah. It worked out very well. <laughs> how, many, how many talent shows did you do? <laughs> Because every high school had a, around here had, um, had a talent show. <laughs> to be totally honest, I didn't do a lot of talent shows. There was one talent show I did when I was 10. I uh-huh. was MC Hammer and <laughs> oh, wow. my, my sister and her two friends were my fly girl. So they were <laughs> dancing behind me. You know, I had the hammer pants and T-shirt and glasses and gold chain. I, I would go to say, I mean, there were winners, but I would say that I won that talent show easily. That's right. <laughs> got a standing ovation. And, you know, it was a crowd of, you know, white people. And, you know, they, I guess they'd never seen anything like, like that. Like, oh, oh, oh my God, this guy is amazing. <laughs> hey, you know. That is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, great time. Great memories. That's great. Um, how did you learn the art of singing background vocals? Um, it really just started with the foundation from God's property. Um, or I can even take it back a little further. Like um, I went to this church called the Potter's House here in Dallas. I actually grew up in that church mm. and I was on the praise team and, you know, uh, singing in uh, the youth choir and, you know, doing some directing and leading myself. Um, they teach you all that stuff. This, it's, it's crazy because a lot of a lot of singers will come and ask, well, how do you guys pick up parts and how do you guys know how to sing this? So, you know, church, if you didn't sing it, you'd get a shoe thrown at you <laughs> <laughs> or, or you get in trouble. So we had to learn. We had to learn everybody's part. And, you know. It was that foundation that kind of, you know, propelled me into, uh, you know, background vocalists. Um, it's just th- those those things you never think would take you anywhere, <laughs> but it's taking you everywhere. It's taking me. It's taking me everywhere. <laughs> Being the church kid, <laughs> he say, "Throw the shoe at you." All right, Dr. Throw the shoe. <laughs> stop that! Stop that talking! Yeah. <laughs> You trying to see what's going in your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all not paying me? No, I'm just playing. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> no job, right? Let's <laughs> be singing for the Lord, <laughs> <laughs> right? You think I'm punching a clock or something? Like no. <laughs> I wanted to ask more about singing background. What do you think about your craft is misunderstood? 
And I guess what I'm asking is like, what what are some things that your family think about um, what you do that is not true or is different? Um, I come from a heavy, my mom's side, they're like very heavily churched. <laughs> heavily <laughs> churched. <laughs> Heavily church. And, you know, you know, growing up, getting older, you know, they've kind of like calmed down. And, you know, ever since my grandparents, you know, they passed on and whatnot, mm-hmm. they've kind of become a little more independent and free thinking. And, you know, since the age of social media, they see things aren't in this particular box. You know, everything right. doesn't have to be, you know, lined up in a specific way. But, um, it, you know... <laughs> Everything from I ain't, I wouldn't be singing that kind of music because they don't glorify God, you know, uh, <laughs> or you know they ain't doing nothing but out there having sex and snorting cocaine and blah blah blah. blah. Yo, <laughs> this is not what we do. <laughs> like, like we're normal people. Like we, we make money. We we use our gifts to make money, and you know uh, that's I, I think that kind of um I think I think anybody that's come from that background kind of has to deal with you know that misconception of you know they're all sinners and they're dirty and mm-hmm. da, 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 da. but you know it's 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 totally not that at all. You know we got families we gotta feed <laughs> we got right. bills we gotta pay. You know you do you braid hair you you know you you teach you do all of that. I mean I gotta use my gifts and my talents to do the same thing so I can get a check. <laughs> and right. you know grow my brand so um you know I, th- I think that's a big misconception um on on behalf of you know background vocalists for for people who have parents and everyone else in church it's not a wild party <laughs> we're working we are working that's what we do that's what you do <laughs> now the names that um courtney mentioned i'm thinking to myself jill scott poet kurt franklin i think he's a genius music soul child you know pure soul um janet jackson you know to us she's mm-hmm. like the queen of it what is your process when you working with these talented artists or do you uh, have a process uh my process is don't get fired oh. <laughs> <laughs> that too is my process in life that- that is my process. Uh, um, you know, it's it's pretty much going in with the idea of bringing what you offer to the table in order to make the entire process better. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like anybody who chooses me for anything, they're going to get top shelf. Like if you need vocal production, like a lot of people don't know like this, like during the Janet Jackson metamorphosis, like I did a lot of the uh, background vocals for like, uh, you know, for vocalists, for the vocalists that if they got sick or, you know, if something happened, they would have their vocals already, you know, ready to go. All they would have to do is just show up and act the part out. Wow. (laughs) And a lot of, a lot of singers do that. They try to have backups just in case anything, just a, just a safety net type Mm -hmm. thing. Um, I can play, you know, I can write whatever. It's like you're getting everything in one package. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I feel like that's what I mostly bring to the table when you get me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Let's let's shift a little bit too. Let's now let's talk a little bit more about Janet. I definitely want to hear more about the vocal process and all of that. But first, I have to ask a question that we ask a lot here, which mm-hmm. is, what three Janet Jackson songs 
describe who Janet Jackson is to you? Come back to me. This is already uh, off to a solid start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's my other other two? Can I can I name an entire album as a song? <laughs> is that, that is cheating a little bit, but yes, yes. <laughs> if the album defines her for you. Yes, please. Okay, control. control. <laughs> that, in, okay. Uh, that entire album. My last one, I would have to say Escapade. Mm. Okay. That's different. Yeah. This is we've not heard these songs listed before. So we always oh, really? ask people like, what do we because I think because Janet Jackson's catalog is so vast and also so diverse depending on when people fall in love with Janet Jackson or depending on when they worked with Janet Jackson or someone like you who's saying the entire catalog would be different but like I think just when you meet her influences how you see her through her music yeah yeah and so we've never heard anyone come here and say come back to me escapade in the entire (laughs) control album and I love it yeah (laughs) yeah if you, if, I mean, you got to think about it. Like, I was born in the 80s. <laughs> so, <laughs> control, like, control was my introduction to, to Janet. So, mm-hmm. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, that was yeah. my introduction to production. Um, I didn't know it at the time. But like I said, you know, you grow up and then you start researching these things and finding out, yo, this person did this. This person did that. This person used to do this. And that, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. um, I, I guess, I, I guess for me, it's more of, the feel of where I was when I heard those songs or where I was when I first heard Control and how it made me feel. So mm-hmm. it's, cer- it's certain songs that, that just really strike a chord with you. So, you know. Yeah, no, I absolutely get it. It's about yeah. how that song makes you feel. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, how did you get the job with Janet Jackson? Um, so... My friend, who is from, well, we're actually like brothers. Um, he's from Dallas. His name is Daniel Jones. He's the MD. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pretty much grew up together, you know, musically, uh, brother-wise. Like, we just, we've just always, you know, been hand-in-hand. We've always worked on different gigs. And, you know, here in the uh, local scene here in Dallas, um, we're at, we actually have a show this coming Sunday. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll be uh, lighting the stage up together again and, um, Pretty much, um, I was on tour with Jill Scott, I believe, or actually, it was—I think I was with Kanye. I was—I was in the—I was in the Kanye West choir, um, and Daniel hit me up with a text message that said, "Are you ready?" I'm like, hmm. "Ready for what?" Like, you can't say that <laughs> and not expect and not expect an answer. Like, you can't—you can't tell black people, "Are you ready?" not have some type of correspondence (laughs) so i'm like ready for what he was like we're getting ready to do this this janet thing and i want you to be a part of it Uh, i was like yeah i'm not gonna say no to that (laughs) so um i had to do an audition video and he sent it into janet janet loved it and you know rest is history okay so what's the audition video like what did you sing do you remember uh, I think I sang one of her songs. Um, oh, it was, um, what's the one with all the words? Sitting over here. And it, you play, that's and if. And it, and it, yes, that's if. Yes. <laughs> he said the one with yes. all the words. And we both knew. As soon as. That's the one I had to audition with. 
<laughs> and you killed it? Oh, yeah, you the man. <laughs> yeah, I, like when he first told me the song, I was like, y'all want what? Huh? Like, what are you trying to hear? <laughs> exactly. Because this really isn't going to show any range. I guess it, it was just the thing of, can you remember words? Can you remember melodies? That's funny. And... Yeah, because it was like, what, three notes? <laughs> right. Just like, it's one note in the verse. But it's the jam, though. The song be knocking. Yeah. It be knocking. So, yeah. yeah. But it is Absolutely. a strange test of your vocal ability to yeah. like sing in such a limited range. I'm like, you don't want me to sing something like uh, <laughs> Michigan. I guess the question was, can you follow instructions? Like, can you? <laughs> right, right. Can you focus? Because you have to focus with that right. song. <laughs> Absolutely. But I mean, after singing a song like so many times, it just kind of like falls into your brain and then it just becomes automatic. So, of course, like when we started the show, it was just like, oh, okay, cool. This is all I did. Okay, cool. I'm gonna just run through this joint. So, you know, it's it, you know that was that was crazy. <laughs> that was a crazy, huh. crazy audition. But I love it. So once she agreed, you no, know, wanted you to join the tour. You did an audition tape. How long after that did you get a chance to actually meet her, or when did you first really meet Janet? Um, I met her at a rehearsal spot. At the rehearsal spot when we started. Um, this is when I was living back in LA mm-hmm. and I met her, I think I met her the first day wow. and we were in, um, the singers were in a separate room. The dancers were in a room, the musicians were in a room and somebody, somebody walked out to go get something. And I hit like an extremely high note and Janet walked through the door and she had this look on her face like who did that <laughs> i was like it was me she was like boy you better sing like singing high like i was like oh y'all janet jackson just told me i yo <laughs> but you know on the outside i was just like yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> what you, I gotta, did. you gotta play you gotta play you gotta play the cool so you know but that was that was my first time meeting her and like she she was wonderful man like she's she's so meek and kind and beautiful like you know the you know the crush part came out too <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you snapped right back to the show didn't you? right right <laughs> love that um what i want to know is you talked a little bit about the vocal production and kind of like how you build the backgrounds my question is how do you translate what is the process of translating like what we hear on the album to like what you all are doing in the show? Well, I mean, it's, 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 it comes from listening. It goes back to that whole choir thing that I was talking about. Um, A lot of what we do as singers comes from like, you know, hearing and then trying to emulate that. Um, When I, when I got on the gig, the previous person that was doing the vocal, the vocal arranging or the background vocalist, I guess he, uh, you know, had the files or whatever. And I think he might've lost them or something like that. So I had to go back and listen, listen to all the songs pretty much and figure the notes out. Um, It wasn't an easy task, but I I like it when it's not easy because the challenge challenge kind of makes you step up to the plate so it's it's pretty much just listening 
relying on that ear, relying on that feeling, and you know, and then you get what 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 we translate. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Okay. Uh, so obviously, w- when you showed up, there was no sheet music. <laughs> so oh you're, no! No 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 no. So nah. this is done for every show. So it may not be exactly the same every time, is what you're saying. And I mean, like, so like with the backgrounds from the Janet tour. Mm-hmm they might be very different from the backgrounds on the Velvet Rope Tour, or is everybody just doing their very best to recreate the album? Well, no, it's, it just depends on what the arrangement is. Um, you know, Daniel comes up with the, with the musical arrangement and, you know, you put stuff, you know, the familiar stuff where it goes, but somewhere in, in between there, you have to kind of, you know, make it a little different. It's, it's, it's a show. So, you know, you're going to do everything the way that, the people remember it, but at the same time, you're, you're, you're wanting to create a show. You're wanting to create an experience. Right. So in that, you have to kind of like spice it up or throw a little something else in there and, you know, just, just give it a different, a different flavor, a different, a different vibe. But you always have to stay consistent with, you know, what the people remember mm-hmm. or what they, right. what they know. Cause so. I'll be good and hot when I go to shows and my favorite part and y'all singing it all crazy. Not you, but <laughs> <laughs> like this is the part I've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah. But, but then again, I think that just depends on the artist because working with Jill Scott, like she's very vibrant. She doesn't like her music to sound the same. Yeah. Like, she, she, like there's so many different versions of he loves me. Mm-hmm. There's so many different versions of let's uh, um, what's the song. Uh, Crown rule. Uh, Let's let's take a long, long walk. walk. Oh, long, yeah, walk. long walk. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's just different versions, and, and it just depends on how the artist feels. Janet is very. She wants you to to be you, but at the same time, she knows she wants to give the people what they what they came to hear. Mm-hmm. So stick to the plan. <laughs> be you, but stick to the plan. Right. <laughs> so. You know what I'm saying? Be you within this frame. (laughs) Right, right, right. And, you know, you just, it it goes back to just knowing who you're working with and knowing the artist and what they do. I mean, it's not about, it's not about how am I going to get my leg up? No, you're here to accommodate what the artist wants. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I've seen a lot of people get fired (laughs) from, from gigs coming in thinking like, yo, I'm about to, I'm about to rip. I'm like, okay. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're going to rip it up right out the door. <laughs> you know, it just came to my head. Ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. <laughs> I'm the one selling the records. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I think I have one more question in this area. Um, so you talked a little bit about like you helping to do the arrangements or essentially doing the arrangement. So are you like actually recording however many of the parts there are like your your voice is the backup voice yeah it's 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 the singer's voice so how i did it was i actually brought my uh my recording setup on the road and we recorded in my room in my hotel room and everybody came in and recorded their parts all the way through it was a long process <laughs> wow how long does that take um, it took an entire day. Um, well, I, I, I lied. It took about two days. It took about two okay. days to do. That still um, sounds bad. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, we were we were in Vegas maybe a week out before before uh, Metamorphosis started. So I had that time to you know like gather everything and make sure all the files were there, make sure all the parts were right, and, you know. But yeah, it, it took it took two days. It took about two days to get that whole process done. Mm. I guess this is the question I want to know. I mean, being on tour for months and you singing all these shows, well, how do you take care of your vocals? How do you keep everything in line and making sure you sound crisp every time you do a show? I shut up after after the show is done. That makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> I shut up. I don't talk. I mean, I'll go out, I'll have a drink or, you know, hang out for a little bit. I but. Essentially, I shut up and I go to sleep. <laughs> you know, it's, it's 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 a tool. You know, a marathon runner isn't gonna you know isn't gonna sprint full speed. You know, they're gonna take their time. You know, to get to their to their finish line. Um, it's the same way with singers. It's like you know your limits. You know when your voice is about to go out. So do what you need to do. <laughs> you know, yeah. So it's it's essentially just shutting up. <laughs> going to sleep <laughs> and my second question for you is what did you learn about performing from seeing someone as master for S Janet did you take any notes about her stage presence how she's just what she does absolutely absolutely um I think the biggest thing I took from Janet was just her absolute will to please the people mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying it's one thing to be a singer, but it's another thing to be a performer. Janet has both and she utilizes it so well. I don't think anybody that can come into that camp, I don't think you can't come away not learning something. I feel like if you have to, you have to be able to, to take, take things and apply it to your own self, your own career. And, you know, um, I definitely took, that that charisma and that that will to please with me, um, you know, just doing the the ultimate best that I can uh, whenever I perform. Hmm. I'm still on these harmonies. You <laughs> <laughs> can't let the harmonies go. <laughs> I can't. I have so many questions, but I'm trying to get get them like right in my brain. Um, I guess I'll make a statement, and then I kind of want to give a reaction. So there's two things that I kind of want to probe around the singing. I think. Um, you know, Janet does all of her own harmonies, um, mm-hmm. or most of them for, for the studio albums. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious, one, how would you describe her approach to harmony? You know, well, the trio, you know, Janet, Jimmy and Terry, like their oh. approach to harmonies, how are they maybe different from maybe other harmonies or how are you like, no, they're exactly the same. Uh, like what? <laughs> What what is their approach to musical stylings? Because you know, I'm listening to you say you have to record all these parts, and like I'm just thinking, like, you know, I know that like when Jimmy Jam was recording like the Control album, for instance, you know, they had you know 16, sometimes 20 tracks of just background vocals. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I'm just kind of thinking, like, what are your comments about her approach to harmonies and how that sits in the industry? When I think of Janet's vocals, uh, her background vocals, I think of like lush colors, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I also think that's that's a testament to uh, to Jimmy and Terry. Um, if you listen to Ralph Tresvent, 
Have y'all ever like heard his solo mm-hmm. project? Mm-hmm. They produced that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you listen to his background vocals, what do they sound like? <laughs> they sound like Janet. Janet. <laughs> if you listen to what's some other people they produced? Um, uh, that song, I'm Only Human. I didn't even realize that was them. And then I heard like the chord changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you yeah. know, the music, I was just like, yo, that's Jimmy Jimmy. Yes. They definitely have some little tricks of the trade that, like, yeah. <laughs> even though a lot of their stuff is so vastly different, they have yeah. like some little keystones in there that, like, you hear that one thing, you're like, uh, that's it. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's you. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's. I, I think there's a there's a certain key. It may be it may be like E flat or F sharp, if if I'm not mistaken. But that's how I could tell, you know, that it was a Jimmy Jam Terry Lewis production, and then on top of that, the vocal production. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a testament to them and how they produce. I mean, of course, you need the vocal, you need the voice to actually uh, translate what they're trying to produce. But, you know, anything they, they've produced with background vocals has has had that lush, colorful sound. But I think Janet has been the one to exceptionally bring that to life. <laughs> you know, yeah. like her, her, her tone is, is just incredible when it's when it's when it's dealing with their production. Like it, it's, it's a perfect marriage. Hmm. It's funny that the first name you called out was Ralph Resvan because like one of my favorite things to hear Jimmy talk about is, you know, how the harmonies that he built with Janet are kind of like a part of their signature sound. And he really yeah. says that there's only one other person that who was able to really comprehend and do their own harmonies in the way that Janet can do it. And he named Ralph mm-hmm. Preston. He's like, he's yeah. the only other person. And he's like, and it's not just like maybe other people couldn't eventually figure it out, but either they weren't as comfortable with their voices. Maybe they didn't trust the tones because, you know, they play a lot of notes that are next to each other and stacked yeah. differently. Yeah. Um, but also just the repetition, right? Like, yeah. you know, you're trying to convince a superstar, like, okay, do it 19 more times. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> But I think that's the, the, the amazing thing. Like I saw that video uh, that they did back in the 80s with uh, Donnie Simpson. And they were talking about how they produced Janet's vocals. And some notes would be like fifths and sixths and sevenths and, you know, thirteenths. And it would sound funny, you know, at the time. But once the entire, you know, process came together, you would actually hear how it would make sense. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to have some type of you know, extreme talent and capability to be able to hear and sing that way in order to, you know, to, to come out with the finished product, you know, and, and Janet and Ralph and, you know, all of the, all of the other people who figured that equation out, they've been successful with it. And I'm actually happy. I'm so happy to be a part of it, <laughs> you know, in some way. Sounds like you figured the equation out too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and 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 that's the thing. Like, um, even before me getting with Janet, it, it's like I've always been like a harmony buff. Like, I've always been somebody that loves hush, love lush harmonies and, you know, parts and, you know, different types of movements, that type of thing. So for me, it was almost like, you know, coming home, <laughs> coming to Janet, you know, mm-hmm. thinking with her. So, um, I'm gonna stay here for a second because, you know, dog with a bone. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> she got you in the corner, man. You, she, she got you. You must be a singer. <laughs> oh, be honest. You do, you do not want to know. 
Oh, sidebar. I had been watching all day watching videos about like how to find your true voice because I am literally the world's worst singer. Not only does it hurt my ears, <laughs> but it hurts my voice. And so I was like, you know, I'm just like trying to figure out like what is my actual range so that maybe like I could try to like practice without hurting myself. And ah. I was just like, I'm over it. Like this is, <laughs> this is not for me. <laughs> you, you, you got you got one of them. Uh, the spirit is willing voices. huh? <laughs> you know what? You can't be good at everything. I'm going to let this go. What they say, many are called, but few are chosen. Yes. <laughs> and some of them, and some of them chosen ones don't need to be. <laughs> right. They, they, they were mistaken. They were not chosen. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, I guess a couple things still with Janet's voice. I wanted to ask you, like, what was the most surprising thing about her voice? Maybe the first time you all sang live together. What was something you noticed immediately or you expected but didn't happen or? Like, <laughs> her runs are incredible. Like, I, you know, it's one thing to perform, but then have all that energy and perform and sing. Mm-hmm. You know, your voice can be affected by that, like shaking and, you know, missing a note or like she's flawless. She's like, how does she, like, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Like the only other person that I know that can do that is Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Like wow. she can do, she can do movements. She can jump out of an airplane and still hit runs. Like it's, it's none of their business. Like I don't get it. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> that's one of the things I can do. Um, but I, I think that that's what amazed me most about her is is just the endurance with her vocal ability and being able to dance and move around the stage so gracefully. Like that that's that's amazing to me. That's absolutely amazing to me. Wow. Okay, I got one more in this area. Then I'm like, hey, I'm having turns. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad for what you just said. One of the things I think is probably the biggest frustration of being a Janet Jackson fan mm-hmm. is you hear people constantly saying she can't sing, she whispers, she does, you know, all this other stuff. And we're like Janet fans are like, seriously? Like, did you hear? Like, are you listening to these harmonies? Because those that's her. Like, are you yeah. hearing? what we're hearing. Mm -hmm. I noticed that in the industry, you don't hear that talk. Like, you know, one of our favorite singers, Brandy, is always like really quick to say her vocal talent, especially vocal arrangements and harmonies are just unmatched. Yeah. Like, what would you say? Like, if someone came to you and were like, Jax can't sing. What you even doing on tour with her? She don't even sing. Like, what would you say? Stop listening to music because (laughs) you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) You, You don't know what you're talking about. Like, Stop it. And and this isn't even me, be, you know, just, you know, being in her in her crew It's it's, it's a thing of, you know, a singer, mm-hmm. you know, somebody that can't sing. Right. But when somebody comes along and says, Janet Jackson can't sing. Yeah. Just stop listening to music. <laughs> just stop. And, and you just brought it up. Those harmonies. You know those those uh, those runs that she does. Like from my, from what I've experienced, it's, it's just like you can't tell me anything else. Like just just stop listening to music. Stop. <laughs> like you don't even deserve music. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna piggyback off of what you just said and ask this question right here. Do you think that because Janet is not one of those 
kick off your shoes, holler every note. I'm not saying that that's wrong, but you know, sometimes that's how performers perform. Do you think that there's this conception that misconception that you have to do all of that to be known as a vocalist or as a singer? I think there is. I think there is a big misconception, especially in the gospel world. You don't really hear a lot of diverse singers mm-hmm. in, in gospel music. Everybody sounds the same to me, I guess you could say. Um, and the standard, I think the standard has been set by Kim Burrell because she is just, she's a vocal guy mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And the industry has kind of flipped or the gospel industry has kind of flipped its mode to, well, if you don't sound like that, then you can't get in. And I, I do think that's a big misconception just because I can't do a scale down, like a, a run, a run down the scale doesn't mean I can't sing. That's just not my thing. Right. You know, um, that's, that's, that's just what it is, but you can't really, I feel like you can't measure your talent against someone else's because someone else's talent is different from yours. Hmm. I think a lot of artists dip out of music because that's the pressure that they, they get. You know, that's the pressure that they get from, mm-hmm. you know, artists that are already in the industry. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like that. Sometimes some of my favorite singers, I'm like, don't go to church. Don't go to church right now. Well, you know, I have an aversion to being yelled at. <laughs> so I just <laughs> I can only take so much because I know it's coming from a good place. But I just I just can only take so much. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, just. Stop, stop yelling at me, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and another question I have, as a background singer, how much discipline do you need to have to perform night in and night out? It depends on the artist, but at the same time, you have to already come in with a mindset of, yo, this is work. You know, I'm here to deliver my services for an artist. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really not that hard. I mean, to me, it's not hard because I've been, I I, I guess I could say I've been trained. Mm -hmm. I've been trained to be on time. I've been trained to to know your words and your lyrics and your music. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been trained to not speak, but listen. Mm. You know, I've been trained to, to do all of those things that can, that, that, that will advance you to the next level. Um, a lot of people aren't fortunate. <laughs> They're not fortunate to learn those things, mm-hmm. and they end up on the side of the road, like getting left. Um, but it, got, it all goes back to that church background, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I got two more Janet questions. Well, actually, we got three, but I got two more right now. <laughs> As a background singer for Janet, if you could take one song off and just watch her perform. What song would it be and why? Now, would I get to be a part of the show? <laughs> I already know. <laughs> I already know. Sure. I mean, it's just, you know, let's, let's keep it sure. real. Let's you know. are a part of the audience. You are there front yep. row. And she called me up on stage <laughs> and to get locked in to the flatline contraption where she could just do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all. Be like whatever song that that's going on. That's <laughs> the name is escaping me right now. But I just want to be yes. that one. Oh yeah, that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Where she that climbed. 
I was like, yeah. she is climbing these men. <laughs> Listen, I, I know how it feels not being able to be the person on the on the table. Just <laughs> imagine <laughs> being on the table. <laughs> that is great. Not the ex- answer I expected. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. That is great. I'm just saying. You said, I listen. You said, if I wasn't I, part I, of the I show, think about that, but that makes listen. That makes perfect sense. Hey, you know, <laughs> I have to tell my wife, yo, you just hey, you just gonna have to be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said it's worth being on the couch for for one night. He can do one night on the couch. <laughs> I'm I'm good. Like yeah, y'all need anything? Yeah, cool. I'm gonna go hit my couch. <laughs> uh, Singing wise, like what is your favorite Janet Jackson song to sing? My favorite Janet Jackson song, Come Back to Me. I really love that song, man. Yes. Is it not the best song ever? To me. I love mm-hmm. it. It's my, <laughs> it, it is top five Janet Jackson for yes. me. And I just think the harmonies are so beautiful. But also, yeah. I feel like on that particular album, on Rhythm Nation, she sang in a range. It was like honey. She just yes. lived there. Absolutely. I say I say another thing that did it for me in, in that song was the video, mm-hmm. the the one they shot in Paris. Yo, yeah, the imagery along with that song. Yes. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. god! Yo, nothing like that. Nothing. We like just that. we just did a pod on that video, and uh, it's funny because Cam and I probably had. Well, Cam watches it more often than I have. I probably hadn't seen the video in no lie 12 years <laughs> and so i watched it for the podcast and i was cam was laughing because i was like able to describe it scene by scene and i hadn't seen it in like a decade <laughs> I, was, I was like it just even though it's so simple and plain it just tells such a beautiful story it's like it's hard to forget yeah, it there yeah 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 it's it's amazing it's amazing it's about it's, it's just the footage and then just like i don't know what style you call that the way they shot it it just had this. Is that it, was that Dominic Sita. Mm-hmm. So, yep, that was Dominic. You know, he's less way to wow. You get that same, even though it's black and white, less way to wow. It's still kind of that same cinematic storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it was still, oh my God. But with a song like Come Back to Me, you, I mean, you really have to use that imagery that he uses. And I'll tell you, and we, like she said, we did come back to you before. I just love the fact that it's not a complex love song it's a simple love song that stays with you forever it's yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the little things like i don't have nothing else to say like if, if you don't come back at this point <laughs> hey that's on right. you i've done my best <laughs> <laughs> and and what people don't also a lot of people don't understand there's a different mix to that song the 12 inch mix where it starts off with the strings, uh-huh. yeah. which are like my absolute favorite instrument. Yeah. Um, it starts off with the strings and then like the... Yeah. And then it breaks down going to that bridge. And when she's talking, come back to me wherever you are. I love you. Like that bell thing is going in. And it's it's so many little touches. And if I'm not mistaken, Cam, correct me if I'm incorrect or misremembering, but Come Back to Me is the song where they were pretty much like, we're done. Mm-hmm. And Jan comes in and she listens to the song and she says, uh, this would be nice with strings, yeah. huh? Yep. And so then they- <laughs> was that your favorite song to sing while working with her or was there a different song? Um, actually, 
y'all y'all are gonna laugh at me, but it's Rhythm Nation. Really? Yes. That is surprising. Yes. Okay. Because we actually got to go on stage with her. <laughs> oh. So in the setup in Vegas, we were in these boxes, kind of like like in the eighties, like how she did on the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Like it was those same boxes. So uh, that okay, I, I lied to y'all. It was it was um, when I think of you. Oh. Yes. So That's so my favorite song. Oh, yeah. Really? yeah. Her first number one. We were we were also on stage with her then, so she would interact with us and you know, we we made up some moves and stuff and she would do the that moves. Great. With us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so that like that that was like my favorite song to sing with her. Yeah, I love that. All right, um, a couple questions about what you're working on. So tell us a little bit about it and. Well, I mean, the project is out. <laughs> the project it's been out since uh, last June. Um, the name of this is Fresh. Um, Wait a minute. Okay, I don't want to interrupt because I want you to tell us about Fresh, but I be watching you do stuff every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that like the, the stuff that I that I do on my Instagram page is just you know it's it's just stuff to to do. Okay, so you just keep it. You just staying sharp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like <laughs> we it's, thought. It's pretty I was much, like, oh, any yeah, day now, we about to get. <laughs> I thought you was gonna be like yeah. next week or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty much soliciting myself to, to other artists and you know hip hop artists and, and whatnot. Gotcha. But don't don't let that fool you. I am working on a project right now. Okay. Um, okay. it's it's the follow up to the one I released in June, fresh. So it's going to be not so fresh. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Is that the title? Yeah, that's the title. That's great. Um, you know, fresh fresh was the introduction to a relationship or a guy meeting a girl saying, you know, I think you're bad. I think this, let's go out, let's go have fun. And then that end up, ends up turning into a, a one night stand, which the guy falls in love with the girl. And there's the to be continued, dot, 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 dot. Not so fresh will be the answer to that, to where the guy is just like, okay, we're in a relationship, but you're starting to do things I don't like. Oh. I'm starting to see. <laughs> I'm starting to see things that I necessarily can't get with. Mm. Okay. Okay. But we've all but we've all been in those types of situations. Absolutely. Mm. And sometimes <laughs> those things that are starting to grate on your nerves are the very things that you thought were darling. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Absolutely. Now it ain't so fresh no more. Right. Six months later, uh-huh. you're like not so fresh. <laughs> Remember when I said I like I liked your little attitude? I don't like that little attitude no more. <laughs> nah, nah. You, you you getting on my nerves right now. And yeah, yeah, you you're not so fresh right now. <laughs> okay, I hear you. I feel them on yeah. that. <laughs> but fresh, but fresh is available. It's available on all uh, digital outlet um, under my name and five great tracks um, written by myself and a couple other people. Um, I did I did all the music production. I think I'm gonna shoot a video for one of the songs here soon. Um, I was supposed to shoot it uh, last year, but of course the pandemic happened and just threw everything yeah. off. You know. Music is timeless. So absolutely yeah. is. Yeah. Heard those tracks. When you say timeless, you mean it because it feels yeah. like it could have happened in the nineties and the two thousands and now. Yeah. Like it Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. and that's kind of some of my favorite type of music. And that's how I feel about a lot of Janet Jackson mm-hmm. songs, is like 
you don't know where they live. And that makes them better, I think. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I try I tried to touch on our different, you know, eras of R&B music. I did a little mystic vibe type joint that everybody's on today. Went back and grabbed new editions, Candy Girl. I took that break beat mm-hmm. and made the, the title song fresh. So eventually I'll end up shooting the video for the second song on that project called Let Me Know, where it's nothing but a bass line that's keeping the rhythm of the song, but it has a bounce to it that's undeniable. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. Well, we'll be looking for that. Um, tell us what so far in your career, what are you most proud of? Uh, the will to not quit. Mm. You would think I would say like, you know, working with this artist or working with that artist, but I, I think the will to not quit, you know, is probably the best thing because there's so many, there's so many obstacles being in this industry. There's so many ups and downs and, you know, I didn't get picked for this. I didn't get picked for that. Um, somebody said this about me and it ain't true. And it's just so many, so many things that you have to deal with. And there are times where you just want to be like, man, forget this. I'm going to just go be a barber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think that is the most important thing, like just not quitting because the work is always going to come. It's going to come. It may not come in, in the time that you think it should or, you know, where, where you really need it, but it'll come. The thing is, can you sustain yourself through the nose? Yeah. So I need to put that on a T-shirt. Yeah. I received that. Yes. <laughs> That's a T-shirt right there. <laughs> I just want to ask you about God's property. And I just want really not ask you or a question about it per se, but I just want to let you know. I played the mess out of that 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 scene, <laughs> and I'm telling yeah. on myself because I made pretty much every member of my family <laughs> a copy <laughs> of that CD. <laughs> but that CD, yes, we gonna say twelve <laughs> because some people kept losing theirs. But that CD played such an important role in my life because even now. Anytime I'm feeling like uh, down, even up, I always go back to that CD. And it's one track called More Than I Can Bear. Can you please? Yeah, my boy, James Henderson. That's who sings that? (laughs) Yeah, James Henderson. Oh, his voice is like silk, man. And the way he delivers that song, whoa, it touched my soul, bro. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. What else do you want us to know? What else do we need to know? Um, just look forward to more music coming from me. And I'm pretty sure once this pandemic ends, you'll see me on the stage with Janet, Jill, whoever. <laughs> Man, we hope so. Yeah. We hope I so. really got to catch Jill the next time she goes on tour. My sister saw her in Memphis way back. I think this when Volume 3 came out. And she still talks about yeah. that concert. And I'm just like, I'm yeah. so jealous. <laughs> like, I want to see Jill for real. <laughs> You know what? We didn't ask something. And, you know, if we got to cut it, you could tell us cut it or you might be like, I don't have no information for you. But we didn't ask anything about a tour that we had tickets for <laughs> that the pandemic canceled. How close were we to getting Black Diamond? Were you a part of the project? I don't have any. I don't have any information on that. 
because because honestly, I thought Black Diamond was going to be a tour. I didn't know. I didn't know there was an album coming along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, had I known, I probably would have tried to submit something. <laughs> right, so, right, right, right. <laughs> so um, I just I honestly thought it was just a tour. So um, but from what I'm understanding, it's, it's still going to happen. Um, it's just the whole pandemic. They have to say it's okay for people to congregate. Right. And um, I'm pretty sure she'll be back on top of it. Will you be a part of that? Do you know yet? Um, I've, I've been I've talked to the MD. He's pretty much said, yeah, okay. you know, but, you know, things change and, you Absolutely. know, life happens. <laughs> we understand that. And we'll see what happens. All right. Um, one last question, I guess. And that is about Miss Janet Jackson. How do you think Janet Jackson should be remembered? As a musical icon, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's, there's really nothing else to say. I mean, mm. that says it all. She's done TV. She's done movies. <laughs> I mean, she's a, she's a legend. She's a musical legend living, period. All right. That is it for us for now. If you need more Janet Jackson, which we know you need more Janet Jackson, you can subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're already a subscriber, please tell a Janet Jackson fan about us and leave us a rating or review whenever you're listening. Your comments and ratings help other people find us, especially on iTunes. If you're not already, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Janet Jackson Pod. If you are following, thank you for every like and every single retweet, especially on episode releases. Those are simple things you can do and they go a long way to help us reach new Janet Jackson fans. Our intro and outro music, Good For You, is provided by THBD and is licensed under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. Thanks for listening to Janet Today, Janet Tomorrow, Janet Forever. 